Welcome to the Modern Day Med Spa, a short-form podcast by Audacity Consulting so you can listen and learn on your way to the office. Learn to build a million-dollar business and gain back your time with easy frameworks, strategies, and tactics. If this is helpful, leave us a five-star review and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome to another episode here with the Modern Day Med Spa with Audacity Consulting here with Dean Trinkling from Pueblo, Colorado and Charmaine Trujillo from Pueblo, Colorado. My name is Mark Molinaro. Today we're talking about the three reasons why your med spa and other med spas may struggle in 2023. It won't be profitable. So we have three big reasons. And you probably can brainstorm some of your own reasons here, but today we're talking about three big ones here that we're seeing industry standards. We, after going to a, a conference last week in Denver, it was like, holy crap, there's, there's, a, there's, a, lot, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so Dean, I'll just kind of let you take over. What, what's, what's the first reason why you think that the, the, the big, one of the big problems that uh, MedSpots are having right now? I don't know if problem is, is the word so much as plague uh, is the word, like the black plague. Um, it, because it's everywhere and it's rampant. Um, it's, 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 it's so bad. And for those of you listening and or watching, um, I'm sure that you can agree. As the owner, even maybe you're not even the owner, maybe you're the, the, the COO and you handle operations. You wear too many hats. You have too much on your freaking plate. Um, you're, 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 you're Maybe you're answering the phones. Maybe if you're lucky, you're not answering the phones, but you're probably doing this, that, and the other. And, and I'll tell you, you know, just the other day I had a call <clears throat> uh, with a gal who owns five um, med spas, now six in Chicago. And she isn't the owner, but she is the COO. She handles all the operations. So I asked her, I said, well, tell me what that entails. Guys, I am not lying to you when I say that I couldn't write it down fast enough what her day-to-day tasks were. So I got as much as I could, and this is what it was. Managing the city location, as well as the other five now, but she she has to actually be there because that one is falling behind. So she has to physically be at that one, manage that one, manage the other five. Marketing, social media manager, uh, She she's currently rebuilding the website. Um, she does payroll, uh, she does all the training and she does all the onboarding. And I probably missed about six or seven other things because she was raffling through them so fast. So what, what does this mean? What does this mean? This means that your focus is entirely split. It's all over the place. So how can you possibly focus on one channel? She, she admitted, she said, my time blocking is horrible. I don't have time to time block. There aren't enough blocks of time to do all the crap that I have to do. And this is a big problem. Charmaine, you know, Charmaine is our, our resident med spa owner here. Um, and I'm sure she can, she can uh, testify to this as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Splitting energy. I mean, energy flows where it, wherever you're focusing. Um, so for myself, this is one of the big things that has, um, been really crucial for myself is because you know I have so many things going on and still trying to um, give my client the experience that they need. Um, so definitely splitting energy is is detrimental to your business, um, and that's why you can't be profitable. Because if you're so worried about doing you know payroll and this and that, trying to get those deadlines done, you're not going to be listening to your client. 
um, and what their needs are. So you're not going to be able to fully do a full consult and assessment and and give them what they need. Um, so I think that is number one, uh, delegate delegation and having open communication with your team to where they know what they're supposed to do, because I know for myself, I mean, I, it's so much easier for me to do than to explain because that takes time out of all the 500 other things that I'm doing, but, uh, I've had to slow down and really delegate and trust in uh, my team to do some of these things for me. Um, and that's been very helpful, a lot less stressful for myself. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that, 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 that resonates a lot with me, especially someone who's um, owned and operated multiple service-based businesses, right? It's, it's, it's tough to do, to be the owner who is really supposed to be just kind of the person who's supposed to be casting the vision, who's supposed to be like everything should be off their plate. Now, if you're not there and you're starting early, like that's totally appropriate. Like you oh, yeah. have to do all that. But once you have, once you're in that like 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a month range and even up to six figures a month, like you should have delegated all of this. If not, something's wrong, right? Because this is what's going to help scale your business. The second you start to put on, hey, I'm a decision maker and I'm someone who manages, and then all of a sudden you get caught up into, oh crap, I have to answer the front desk. Oh crap, I have to do this. And these little menial tasks, it's almost like it gets like frustrating. It's like you have like two sides of yourself conflicting with, with each other. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, I, I'm having a hard time. I don't have space to make decisions, to cast vision, to be right. able to plan for the future and to broadcast, right? So that's, that's where it gets really, really, uh, what gets to be a big problem. It does. And you know, the biggest problem with that is, is it puts you in this hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cyclical and almost impossible to get out of, right? So you're trying to maintain that vision. You're trying to build the business. You're trying to be a good employer. You're trying to be a good leader. You're trying to plan your marketing. You're try- and then ultimately nothing gets done except you have great cardio. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're all over the place. Yeah. So again, problem number one. Again, number problem number one is that the owner is wearing way too many hats and that needs to be delegated. We need to find the right resources so that you can properly focus. Uh, problem number two is that our med spas uh, that we talk to uh, start off and they don't have any streamlined sales process. It's like, hey, we get a, we get some people, we get them from Google reviews and then cool, just go book on uh, on on our Vagaro page or our whatever page, just book, just book straight away and, and pay right on the website. Think about how many people end up on those and click off. How many people could be leaving your sales process because you weren't able to communicate your value and talk to them? Dean, tell me about like some examples of how, how else you've seen this. Well, I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to talk about episode number one really quick and knowing your numbers. Here's the problem is these, these owners, if they knew their numbers, they would know exactly how many people are falling off and where in that weak ass sales process they're falling off and right. how to recapture them and weak put them ass. back in. But that's what we're for, right? But anyhow, I, I think I think it's uh it's it's <laughs> I don't expect um med spa owners or their clinicians to inherently know this, you know. I they're, these people are artists. These people are artists and they are very good at their craft. Um, so, you know, to even know what a sales process actually is, is probably a bit above. Ask. Oh, yeah. it, it's, a di- it's a different language, right? It's a different language. We have this as entrepreneurs, especially brick and mortar 
um, service-based entrepreneurs, we have this notion of field of dreams. If we build it, they will come, right? Uh, We hope if we just put it on the open sign, people are going to magically file in through our doors and they're going to buy everything and we're all going to live happily ever after. But there's a process for everything, a system for everything. And if you don't have one, you're massively failing. So in the sales process, what happens, you know, the second that, that, they are aware of your existence, right? Yeah. Where where do they go? What do they do? How? What is that magical fairy dust that puts them in the consultation seat, right? Uh, Mark, I'm going to throw it back to you on this one, you know, for our folks, because I think you have a more eloquent way of, of putting it than I do as to how would you, to the, the very lay person, how would you explain what a sales process is? Yeah, it's really creating like what are the so if you imagine um, you're driving from uh, Denver to Houston, what how do you know that you're on the right track, right? How do you know? Well, first of all, there's signs on the road. You want people to actually know where these signs are, so that if you do get off track, you're like, oh crap, I'm not heading southeast anymore. If I'm going Denver to Houston, all of a sudden I'm heading north. Something's wrong. And to have these signposts that along the way that you're like, ah, something's up here. So what are these? So that is like, hey, how many people are booking? How many people are actually entering? And so what it looks like in our world, probably shouldn't be telling you this, but that's fine, is we like to book like straight up consults first, meaning like we help them diagnose it. We help to sell them there. And so they come in for what essentially is a free consultation. They tell us their problems. They tell us all of that. First, but behind when they show up, they actually have to book and they actually have to become a lead. And so there's all these granular places where we can start to get pieces of data. And when we can optimize that data, that's what's going to make our business just uh, swell like a balloon. And so that's what it's all about there. It's just finding those pieces that help us to understand, hey, I'm on the right track or I need a little bit of work here. And once you can see that, it's so easy. Like if you can see one spot to the other is low and that's that that is a leading indicator of why you might not have enough sales. It makes it so easy. Okay, here's A, B, C. I need to correct A, B, and C. And then I'm back to normal. That's all you need to do. All right. Yep. And I, th- I think that is such a, and uh, well, like I said, eloquent way of putting that. I really like how, how you talked about the map. If I'm going here, yeah. I need to know where I'm going, what these signs and stops are, if I'm going the right way. And if I'm not going the right way, what do I need to do to get in the right direction again? And I think that's what's so important about having a well thought out, planned out strategic process is not yeah. just to get people where we want them to go, but yeah. for us, yeah. we can see where they're going wrong so we can go fix it. Exactly. And some of these like uh, CRMs, um, I'm not like throwing them under the bus, but like they, they're skipping a lot of steps, you know, like they, they, they just need they that can be implemented, but with steps before that so that you can gather that data, find out where these people are going if they did not book and what happened. So like that's where we want to be able to see that. Oh, okay. And again, when you can see that, like that's just where your business grows. Yep. Uh, problem number three. Uh, is not having good enough offers here. Again, we go back to one of the problems that we talked about in episode number one about just kind of being like a restaurant menu and being like, hey, choose from here. Uh, but what has worked? What have you seen work in your spa, Charmaine, about, because you have such a great LTV, people are coming in for some good packages and stuff like that. Tell them what's working well and, and the offers that you might have. Um, well, you know, I just truly, it's, 
I customize um, per person, um, but I listen. That's the main thing is the offer that I do. I don't really have a set package. Um, you know, once in a while I will, but mostly I cater um, to the client's needs and wants. I listen um, and, you know, we'll just say for uh, when I do injections, for example, I'm doing that, um, you know, I ask the client what bothers them and it's up to them because I may see something different than they see um, because, you know, I can lift them up, have given the most beautiful lips, but if they have angry 11s here and, you know, that's the one thing that, that they came in for and I'm not, didn't listen um, because I wanted to do what I thought they wanted. Um, so um, to kind of circle back on that, um, the offers is, again, it kind of circles back to episode one is that, you know, you have to, to listen to their, their wants and needs um, yeah. before anything else. Exactly. So, but that's what's worked for me is just listening because, again, not one thing, not one uh, laser or treatment is going to do, fix everything. It's just not, so it's just a combination of treatments. Well, and see, I think that's why why it's important because Charmaine is really good at being consultative, right? Uh, over transactional in a consultation, meaning she's going to look everybody over and without judgment or anything like that, she's going to relay to them what she sees um, in, in addition to what the person came in to talk about, right? So that's really good. Now, a lot of people aren't that, natural or at ease with doing that right so one thing that we have found that really helps is we will help them come up with an offer right and now when 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 we're thinking about offers a couple of things have to take place and um you know uh I'm, i can't take credit for this but a former mentor of uh marks and mine alex Hormozzi, kind of came up with uh, a formula for this and and really what it is is when you're creating an offer for a patient it should include multiples meaning you need to maximize your multiples you need to find the small hinges that swing the big doors that are going to get your client an amazing result and 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 what i mean by that is put several things together right if your client comes in uh and and let's just say she's a 65 year old female uh for botox and wanting to you know reduce her her wrinkles chances are you know she's probably lost a considerable amount of collagen and will need either you know some collagen remodeling some filler anything like that these are things that we can put together and these are important however when you're packaging an offer for somebody who doesn't really know how to do this we need to rely on this formula so one what what is their dream outcome we need to know what that is well i want to look 15 years younger okay is that possible with this particular thing that we're doing if it's just botox Probably not, right? So we know that we need to throw some other things in there if we want to get them to that 15-year younger dream outcome. Now, what is the perceived likelihood of achievement? Meaning, what are the odds that that dream outcome will come true for them? Well, now that we have coupled multiple things, we've maximized our multiples, right? We know that the perceived likelihood of, of, of that occurring is exponentially greater than it was when they just came in for Botox, right? Now what we have to look at is time delay. With what we're going to do, is there an amount of time that's going to put them down, you know? And with what we do in the med spa industry, compared to going under the knife, right, and getting plastic surgery, the downtime is next to nothing, 
right? right? Next to nothing. So this is good. So all the boxes are being checked. Now I know the dream outcome is, is, is it, it, we can nail it. The perceived likelihood of achievement is above 90%. The downtime, right, is next to nothing. Now, what is the effort and sacrifice on the client's part? Probably not much. The effort is driving in there to the location. The sacrifice is the time. Right. And that's nothing. They're probably in and out within an hour, regardless of what the treatment is. And the downtime is minimal. They're going to start looking that 15 years younger because we knew that Botox, just Botox alone wasn't the answer. We coupled a few more things together. And now we have an extremely happy client. Absolutely. One thing that stood out with there was that you kind of package it up and add some different parts. And yeah. just like Aristotle said, the, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Um, you can you can you can have these onesies twosies, but once you put it all together, it really it drives it towards the result that they're looking for. Right. The result that they're looking for it isn't I want Botox or I want IPL or whatever. They want to look a certain way and feel a certain way. Right. And you need multiple things. And one thing of Botox probably won't get them to be like the most confident person in the world. So you got to package it up with other things, guys. Right. Yeah. Right, guys. Oh, Go ahead, Charmaine. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, that's where I made my mistake. Uh, mistakes way in the beginning, even up to five years, six years ago, um, was that thinking um, that, you know, I tell them that and tell them like, oh, you're going to get a great result. Um, but, you know, throughout the years, I know that it's not going to do just that if you need to couple things up and have multiple um, modalities to achieve the results that they're really wanting. And that's, again, reiterating, you have to listen for what bothers them and what they want. Um, it doesn't matter how much it costs because if they, they want it, um, if this is how they wanna feel, they're going to pay for it or they're gonna find a way to do it. Um, and that's our job is to be educated enough to be able to suggest that to them. Reach it. Yep. Sell the result or sell the vacation, not yeah. the flight, right? You got to sell the vacation, not, not what, what is in there. Guys, if you need help finding what these holes are in your time and productivity, if you need help finding these holes in your sales process, if you need help finding these holes in your offers, book a free call, go to audacityconsulting.group and we'd be able to help you guys with a free coaching session. We'll see you guys in the next episode.